if it isn't the man himself. Well, 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 we meet again. We're not so different, you and I. Two sides of the same coin, one would say. If you were put in my place, you would have done the same. I'm like a dog chasing a car. You never know what you're gonna find. Whatever sound the bad guy from No Country for Old Men makes as he's choking out that dude on the floor. I don't think he makes a sound. I think that's one of the things that's so creepy. Just that scene then. What's the name of the bad guy in that movie? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who Javier Bardem plays. Hmm. Javier Bardem. No country for old men. Haha, <laughs> autofill. You're recording all of this gold, right? Yes. A- okay. Anton Shakur. That's right. Okay. I miss movies. Yeah, me too. They're not, they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, I, I can't. You're, you're not allowed to watch movies during quarantine, Ryan. Don't oh. you know that? Oh, no. How else are you going to make it? I've made a terrible mistake. Ryan, you've doomed us all. Yeah. How else are you going to get people to not leave their house other than banning movies being watched at their house? Yes. <laughs> if they allow them to watch movies in the home, then people would just be out everywhere. <laughs> it would be chaos on the streets. Look, if I want to watch a movie, I want to drive or take public transit someplace, <laughs> pay an absurd amount of money to get in, uh, and then, you know, just watch some events play out with words on screen occasionally, and then a piano adding d- the mood to everything. Is this like a silent movie riff? I couldn't tell. Is that like old-timey, like... And then... He turns to the camera and mouths like a few words and then it says and then what he's a saying. giant bold text it says yeah. like look out he's got coronavirus. No Jesus. <laughs> a coronavirus <laughs> silent movie would be a funny a funny uh, concept for a short. It was more just me pointing out that uh, really maybe the, the, the necessity of movie theaters we as a society have been past that for a while now? Is that that hot of a take? I mean, like, movie no, theaters have not been pretty hot. Po- popular for a while, but, like, I think they're still important, right? I think they have a lot of value, personally. As do I. I think we we all think that they have value, but they're not as popular as they used to be. Like, they're, they're not doing so hot. Nah. Where am well, I? Well, that's most businesses, so... Yeah, well, I mean, like... I don't mean, like, just right now. I mean, the, ah. in the last, like, ten years. Oh, no, I do, too. Okay. The, 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 this prop economy is collapsing in on itself. The prop economy. 
We're going to talk about all that and more in this episode of the podcast, which is recorded on May 8th, 2020, and is episode 38 of the Quarantine Cast, brought to you by Voluntary Viewing. Oh. Yeah. I watched episode two of Castlevania. Fucking go for it. I really like it. (laughs) (laughs) This is an unironically good show. I don't... What's what's the problem with all other animes? Why do they <laughs> suck so bad? You can do it well. <laughs> uh, so if I recall correctly, Trevor, two, uh, episode two, starting to get to know the character Trevor Belmont a little yep. bit more. Um, actually, his introduction is in this episode, yeah. I think. Uh, his true introduction. You kind of get a tease at the end of the first episode. But yeah, you learn everything about him in episode two. What uh, What's the standouts? What's getting you into it? It's, it's fucking, it, I don't know, it's good. Like, it's solid character <laughs> development. I will throw out there that there was a lot of exposition, but honestly, can I just say something? It sound, it it watched exactly like a video game cutscene, and I kind of loved that. <laughs> like, I really liked that this is clearly based on a video game, and you experience it kind of a little like a video game in some parts, and that's really interesting to me. Like, that he you, you literally can see the narrative forming exactly like a video game. Like, yep. oh, well, I got to... I, I can't just go in the front gate of that city, so I better go through this pipe. Oh, the guard's asleep. I can sneak past him. Oh, here's a random encounter event at the in the in the city that I'm going to. Like, oh, you have to save this dude by you know beating up these two priests that were harassing him. Oh, this dude has kind of a quest for you to get. Like, there's one of the members of his order is lost underground, and you need to find him. Like, it, it's literally I kind of like that a lot. Like, it's interesting huh. to me. So, I, yeah, that never crossed my mind watching it for the first time. But yeah, that yeah. especially season one, it it does that formula very well from game to screen. Yeah, no, it, huh. and like I I enjoy it, and I imagine people that played the game like really love it because it's a really good homage. But even for me, like as someone who enjoys narrative driven video games, I was like, oh, I can really see the video game roots here, and I actually like really like it. I think they're doing a good job with it, and. I like I like Trevor Belmont a lot. I like that in his first fight he isn't completely infallible because he's absolutely drunk off his ass, which is like <laughs> I was getting ready for the trope where like he he goes, "Ooh, now I'm angry." And like all of a sudden he's just a god amongst men, but no, he was just fucking trashed and really struggled in that fight like against three random dudes. Like he's I've never been beaten by man or beast and you're like, "Here we go." And then he proceeds to get, like, knocked down a few times, like, because he's absolutely sloshed. And I'm like, that's kind of fun. Like, yeah. And then they keep that going because he stumbles outside and immediately vomits and everything like that. Like, he's clearly so drunk, and that's the only reason that they could even, like, come close to him. And then you see him sobered up the next day, having eaten a little bit, you know, gotten over the hangover. And he's just, like, a fucking, you know, beast mode, <laughs> taking out a couple of priests, ripping out one of their eyeballs, which is awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a cool way to debilitate someone I like it I yeah. like the show a lot so far ah, so. Good to hear And I thought I'd miss Dracula I, I didn't, I was fine with having like a completely Trevor-centric episode And I'm sure it'll go a little more push-pull as the series goes on But yeah um, Especially in season two Yeah hmm. Interesting. Uh, season, season two it starts to get more of the uh, Game of Thrones Rotating between a couple of character perspectives Sure yeah. Well, good. I'm in. 
Andrew, what are you doing to kill kill the time during this movieless world we're living in? Um, I'm still playing The Witcher. Uh, I like got through the story missions really, really quickly, and I'm like at the last you know quest now. But I'm like so severely under leveled for it. So I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be like way higher level than I am right now because I've just been kind of sucked into the story mission. So I'm trying to play like hours and hours of side quests to try to level up. So that's where I am in The Witcher. Um, other than that, just uh, watching some Samurai Shampoo. It's really yeah. nice because, I mean, if you skip the intro credits and the like outro credits, that it's only like 15 to 20 minutes long per episode. So it's like a YouTube video. It, it takes very little time. Like there, there's been once or twice where I've just been in the middle of work. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take like a 20 minute break just to chill out or go get some food or something. I'll watch Samurai Shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you uh, how I ended up watching like the entirety of that show? No. Um, so this was like at the uh, I won't name the business, but like at the job I worked. Uh, over winter break our freshman year of college uh it was the job that i had worked throughout high school like they were cool and brought me back but it became very clear very quickly that they didn't need me on actually like they were overstaffed but they i i don't know they didn't fire me or let me go or whatever for some reason that escapes me totally uh, so they put me on phones in an auxiliary location and, like, never bothered to, like, actually set up that phone. And when I pressed them about that a couple of times, they just didn't end up doing anything about it. So, like, for the entirety of my work days, uh, more or less, that winter break, I was just sitting there in front of a computer in an office where nobody would walk in and, like, banged out the entirety of Samurai Shampoo in, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so I've seen a couple of episodes. I think I've. Where am I? I think I've seen the first eleven episodes, and there's been like a handful that I've really liked, and then mm -hmm. the rest of them have just been like fun, but like kind of pointless. But like yeah. the episode with like Jin, and the uh, or like focuses on him and the uh, prostitute that he falls in love with. Like that was really good. Like yep. that, that shit was good. Like I I really got invested in that one. I, mean, um, I know it's a cliche, but they did the hell out of that yeah, cliche. No, yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's not super, like, I don't know, novel. But, yeah, really good. Uh, good to hear. Um, yeah, like I said, episode 12 is like a recap, so you can probably skip that, I think. Uh, you might want to double-check on, like, Wikipedia or whatever. Um, but then, yeah, the after that, the kind of double episode, like, halfway point, uh, definitely the high watermark for me, and I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess my only update is that I have watched two more episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, the one where they introduce Nick Kroll as, like, the club owner vampire, and that is just the best casting ever. <laughs> yeah, he plays a douchebag vampire pretty well. Yep, and I... <laughs> I like the twist of... <laughs> He is still fucking after that hat. Yeah. Like, he wants the hat, man. It's a great hat, and no one will tell me any different. It does not have a curse. 
with this puckering I'm feeling on the back of my head. Oh, which is anus. No, ah, yes, which is yes, anus. of course. Yes. Which is <laughs> like, anus. I don't know, man. I love that all of these characters are hundreds of years old and immortal. And even the ones that are fucking well-adjusted are still just the pettiest people. Yeah. <laughs> Vampires totally suck. That's the best part of the show is they're unequivocally terrible. It's amazing. It makes it so fun. Um, and then the other one I watched was the one where uh, Laszlo, as a bat, gets stuck in animal control, and they have to rescue him. Oh yeah, that was a weird little bottle episode. And then what yeah. was? Didn't um, Guillermo have a side plot in that one? I'm trying uh, to remember, not, there was a B plot for that one. Not, oh no, it was uh, uh, Nadia. Yeah, and, Nadia and Gregor. <laughs> or John. <laughs> it's it's my Gregor. My love. <laughs> But you, you, um, you. She, he kind of comes alive in that one, right? That's yeah. the one where she restores his memories. Yep. Yeah. Or, it's classic. I it. <laughs> Andrew, I don't know if we've properly conveyed this, but there are like almost zero special effects in this show. So whenever okay. vampires like hypnotize people, it, it <laughs> it's less like oh my god, mystical powers going on, and more like. You know how you just kind of like go along with somebody when you're not sure what they're on about, but you're being polite? Yeah. Like that yeah. is that is how people react <laughs> to being hypnotized. It's, it's very Jedi mind trick. Just like, <laughs> you will not remember anything. And then they just, ah, oh, what's going on, man? <laughs> how you doing? Like, uh, chilling out. Good shit. Yeah. And I love how Nadia's the only competent one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, that's been definitely a running, a running thing throughout the series. Laszlo is definitely the biggest idiot, but like in his own weird way. And Nandor is definitely like the most innocent and ignorant one, like who has no idea what the fuck is going on most of the time. <laughs> and kind of the the underfoot vampire that Nadia and Laszlo kind of shit on. It. Which not in compared to Colin Robinson, I guess. Colin Robinson's right. like a whole nother level. I, and weirdly enough, I get the vibe that he's like the best at being a vampire out of yeah. the bunch. Like Colin Robinson will last long after the other three are dead, right? Like Yes. Even though he literally has no powers whatsoever and he's just a normal ass dude. Like he's the one that's actually gonna live forever. The other three are definitely gonna die in some weird shit before the end of the series i imagine um <laughs> uh, but no you're right nandor it, it i it yeah nandor i very much get that his character is like this is what he thinks a vampire should be and is just doing that yeah and yeah <laughs> the house meetings and everything that he calls it's just so lame and <laughs> oh man it's great it's a good yeah. show i like it a lot I'm excited for you to get to uh, Season 2, Episode 5, and The Vampire Orgy, which I think is Season 2, Episode 2, maybe? I don't know. Some good stuff in Season 2 coming up. Pace I'm going, probably hit it next week or the one after, yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, or Baron's Night Out. I almost forgot about Baron's Night Out. That's probably coming up for you. So. Um, Trying to think of other stuff that we should talk about. Uh, I guess the government... The Fed government suspended or dissembled the coronavirus task force, which you would think means that we beat it, but in fact means that they just 
kind of given up on mitigating this, which is somehow both depressing and infuriating. I thought I saw an article that then they changed their mind and oh. reassembled them. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? Because that, that would be happened. fucking hilarious. <laughs> if they're like, we've decided to give up, and then like the next day, we've decided that we are not giving up. I think that's it, yeah. Oh, God. Week in the news, <laughs> CDC guide shelved economy latest coronavirus task force to continue. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yep. There is no end to my absolute stunned amazement in how poorly this is going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a uh, trumpdeathcounter.com right now that's <laughs> run by the Washington Post and it, and it's not just like all coronavirus deaths it's using like estimates if like we had had a better and earlier response for how many lives would have been saved and I think it's up to like forty five thousand mm. <laughs> so, so like you know we've had eighty so you obviously can't blame every death on right. But, like, if we would have had proper mitigation techniques and everything like that from the get-go, then... Then, like, maybe this 45,000 lives would have been saved right now. How many 9-11s is 45,000 people? That's, what, like, 20 9-11s? Oh, this election is going to be interesting. (laughs) Probably closer to, like, 15 9-11s, but... Oh, I apologize. Yeah, no... overestimating the amount uh, of 9-11s. Yeah, I mean... In a couple of weeks, we're going to reach the point where there's like 3,000 people dying every day. So that's going to be like a 9-11 every day. So Every day is 9-11. That's every, every day is 9-11. <laughs> every day is 9-11 is going to be the name of my the new like, death band. <laughs> yeah. So like... <laughs> Wasn't there that song "Every Day Is Earth Day" like to promote Earth Day? But now it's <laughs> oh my every God. day is nine eleven. Okay, we took a turn at some point. Oh boy, um, like so I get it. It's like the insult that like oh millennials, ah oh, Gen Z, so su- such snowflakes, so soft, so like oh woe is me, but like. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, this shit is... Uh, and I don't even know how to properly process or express how just kind of, like, scarring it is on some level. Like, it is... We all low-key have, like, a very casual form of PTSD, and it's just so normalized now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, the song Every Day is Earth Day is from the Playhouse Disney series Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how the fuck that got there, but I have the lyrics, and if you... With some minor alterations. What is it? Uh, Every day is 9-11. It's the way it's got to be. To make a happy world for you and me. Oh, <laughs> la, 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 Fuck me, man. That's Somebody so get bad. Weird Al on the phone. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> with the accordion and everything. <laughs> Good God. Rough. Yeah. Although we are somehow doing better than Sweden somehow. Well, didn't Sweden Sweden not put in any? Yeah, Sweden's just like herd immunity. We'll be fine. Yeah. 
I saw it and today. People were using that... them as an as an example of how we don't need to be locked down. I think even like a week ago, they were like, "Look, they're doing it well," and now it's like, "Oh, fuck!" Big shocker, they're not doing well. <laughs> and that's what's gonna happen when all these protest waves start hitting in about a week. Like, yep, yep. When when all those people start getting sick. No, you guys, if we just let people get it and die, then we'll be able to bounce back faster. Yeah, the weak will die, and the strong with the good immune systems will live on. Mm. And then America will be even stronger than before. <laughs> In the words of Chris Christie, people are going to die, and you're going to have to get used to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> you guys know what's weird? What? Everything. Andrew and I are going to be 30 in 2025. I'll be dead by then. Let's be <laughs> honest, guys. <laughs> With Andrew's body. <laughs> We're facing a weird. global plague. People like me don't live that long, <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew. Why aren't you going to commit seppuku for the economy? Yeah. Come on, man. Not even, not even like, go out and work until I die. Just kill myself right now. Yeah. Make it easier on all of us. Kill yourself, but turn it into, like, an advertisement. Like, oh, hey, my everyone, God. Buy, buy products. And then just it's like a start. It's like a fucking Toyota commercial. Yeah. Is it? In times <laughs> like know. these, we all have to sacrifice a little bit. Yeah, literally like, <laughs> like ripping the blade. Lucas is behind me with a samurai sword, ready to <laughs> yeah, cut my head ready off. Ready to, yeah, decapitate you to finish it. Is it a snuff film of its performance art? Oh my god! It's not performance art. It's an ass. <laughs> and then David Harbor comes out. It's actually a tied ass and starts cleaning up the blood. Oh my god! <laughs> Oh, and no. Charlie Day is just like, I got blood all over my shirt. Can I clean this now? And they're like, do it later. And he's like, but we don't know when later's going to be. Yeah. There is no such thing as later. We all live in an endless continuum of meaningless. We're all going to fucking die. What if I die before I get to clean my shirt? And then I have to commit seppuku. Yeah. This was my grandmother's favorite shirt, and she's in a high-risk group. Like, I feel like I should clean it before I see her next. Because I might never do it again. Oh, my God. I'm glad we're listing all the bad cleaning product advertisements now. So when Mr. Clean Clean hits the market, <laughs> we can just go 100% with that shit. Yep. That's when we will uh, start start shilling. I, 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 would, I would kill myself for Mr. Clean Clean. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Mr. Clean Clean has the cure for the coronavirus or is he just immune to it? Nah, yeah, I think he's more immune. And he's volunteered for studies and stuff, but instead they're going with that llama from fucking Netherlands or some shit. I don't know. What? Oh, God, I didn't hear about this. You haven't read this? No. There's a llama called Winter that has coronavirus antibodies, and they think that it might have the key to the cure or some weird shit. It's probably just a clickbait article. I mean, not clickbait article, but like, you know. Bullshit. A, a, a yeah. thing that, one of the many, many, many leads that scientists are chasing, and this one uh, reads as an interesting thing, so it got published. Yeah. Like, the Lamo Winter, also like 600,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's Mr. Clean Clean. Mr. Clean Clean is Ellie, 
in Last of Us, except for, like, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, we, we can extract your brain and create a cure for the coronavirus from it. Are you willing to do it? And he's like, no. <laughs> like fuck life's, you life's pretty great like it's like i'm not gonna get pussy if i'm dead <laughs> wait i thought mr clean clean was pretty reserved he wasn't wasn't an alpha okay he's, chad. A, he's not a chad he's just yeah we talked about how he drives a 99 toyota civic and oh yeah yeah rents a studio apartment in a suburban neighborhood and he just that's part of his rolling allure. in strange anyway yeah <laughs> Strange of all kind, by the way. He's yes. definitely bisexual. That's established. Yes, Mister Clean Clean is he? He's is he omnisexual or just just bisexual? We've established bisexual, but I think that a character like Mister Clean Clean would definitely be open to any anything and everything. Anything and everything. He's he, he's, he might be bisexual just because he's a little behind the times and hasn't mm-hmm. quite realized labels like pansexual exist. But he knows that he's just down to clown. Like he right. doesn't care. He, he's there's, not, there's no barriers to ride that ride. He's not ready to explore that part of his identity yet, but he'll get there. By the end of his arc, he'll get there. <laughs> end of his arc? <laughs> oh, we should make a Mr. Clean Clean anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Saitana mixed with uh, fucking, I don't even know, Jojo, Giorno. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'd be fun. We've never put a voice to him, by the way. We've only ever talked about him in the third person as though he's a mythical figure. We've we've never, like, embodied Mr. Clean Clean and had him say, like, random bullshit. And I think it should stay that way. I agree. Like, when Funhouse did the um, Volcor, and they started doing, yeah. Volcor needs pussy badly, like, in his voice. I think it takes away from the mystique a little, mm-hmm. you know? He, so he's, we're, we're talking about him as though he's a mythical figure that we all know and love. He's like an old Fallout or uh, Skyrim character. He doesn't speak. Hmm. Well, I think he does speak. We just we yep. don't speak for him. Oh okay. no. Yeah. We've we've we don't pretend. We don't imitate. We don't we don't put a voice to him. He's he is Mr. Clean Clean, and no one could even possibly uh, e- e- bring him to life. Do him justice with their impression. Impressionists have died trying. (laughs) Um. And uh, whether that's Mr. Clean Clean murdering them or just the strain of trying to imitate a living god, uh, we'll never know. How do you imitate perfection? Exactly. Yeah, if I told you, be God right now, everyone would be like, I can't. Physically impossible. That's, I, it's the same. I do like the cliche in um, cartoons, though, where whenever God comes on as a character, it's just the creator of the show doing their normal speaking voice. No, oh, I've yeah. never seen that before. Uh, the Simpsons did it. Uh, Family Guy, American Dad did it. I think it's fun. Yeah. Mouthpiece of the author. Yeah. I wonder there if freaking Morty is ever going to get to God. Yeah, probably. They, they got, got to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is canon now. <laughs> or, he's well, got cum gutters out the wazoo. <laughs> what does he say at the end? Where he's like, "Blood of my, like give, like blood of my blood, give me like new life or some shit like that," and then derails the train. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's pretty accurate. And with that, we move to a clap sync. Clap it up. Always take the risk. 37, <laughs> 8, 9, I'm, I, I even. Hold up, yeah. yeah. Hold up. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm good. So I just discovered on my Google Chrome, by the way, it mm -hmm. says your browser is managed. And what? then it says your administrator can change your browser setup remotely. Activity on this device may also be managed outside of Chrome. I This is my personal home computer. Uh, <laughs> where where the fuck the does it fuck say that's that? All about. Uh, when I hit the three dots below exit, it says managed by your organization. You're not... On like a VPN or anything, right? Nope. I am, I am Googling it and I have support ready to go after this podcast ends to uh, get rid of that shit. Okay, so when you hit the three dots, where is it? At the very bottom below exit. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I do not have anything have that, below that. So Ooh. Whatever you got going on, it's weird. Oh, God, Ryan, they have all your porn. <laughs> Who's they? I don't know. That's what makes it terrifying. Are, uh, are we cool saying who you work for, Ryan, or should I beep that out? Oh, post? yeah, bleep that out. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, cool. recording. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Stay safe this weekend.